stop for a moment and think about all the people you interact with on an average day. I'm not talking about your spouse or coworkers. I'm talking about the people that you pass at the grocery store, the person that picks up that pin you drop at the bank, or the person at the gas station that sells you the beer. Now ask yourself how much you know about that person. My name is Mitch Wheeler, and I'm the host of a new podcast called People in My Neighborhood. I sit down with people from all walks of life, have a drink, and find out all I can. I want to know what they do, if they like their job, the good parts, the bad parts, successes, failures, and how they got there. And then we go through all the same questions about their passions, dreams, and hobbies outside of work to really get to the human in each guest. Available everywhere podcasts are found and stagediverradio.com. It's music rules. <laughs> You're welcome. Greetings and salutations, everybody out there in the wide and wonderful internet. This is another glorious and extra special edition of the Modern Day Gladiators podcast here on the Stage Diver Radio Network. You've heard a couple of the voices already out there. This is a horrifying experiment, but we're going to give it a shot here. My name again is Michael Shibley, the man in the arena here on Modern Day Gladiators. But I've got two other men in the arena with me today, and you know them, of course, from Haffle here on the Stage Diver Radio what, Network. What? Two burly, burly men. <laughs> They're glorious men indeed. I, I carry an axe around with me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got Chase Dyer, and I've got Terry Snow here uh, joining me on the show today. And uh, Good to be here. I know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's a pleasure to but be on. Ex-gladiators. In the arena. <laughs> Some of you are asking, why Why would, Chibley, why would you do this to yourself? And I'll explain here in a sec, but let's just get all the promo stuff out of the way. First, of course, you can listen to us here on the Stage Diver Radio Network at stagediverradio.com. Send us your comments, your thoughts, your emails, your complaints. Rate and review us on any of the places you download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in. And, of course, you can also email us at stagediverradio at gmail.com. And, of course, call the hotline. It makes Chase happy when you do. <laughs> 865-888-0109. And, of course, you can listen to all the other great podcasts. Of course, Haffle with these guys. Scruffy Little Podcast, J&B's DLC, One Fall or 60 Minutes, People in My Neighborhood, Deadbeat Radio, and of course, much more coming as well. We just so. keep making more, like a cancer cell. We just keep producing. <laughs> yeah. Asexually. But it's just, a good cancer. Yeah, I suppose. It's a really good cancer, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Like, like a good cigarette after a long day. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that hotline's dead to me now. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. No, call in and tell them the therapist says it's better just to pretend it's dead now. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I've got you guys here is because... Uh, of course, for those of you who don't know, I'm a big Tennessee fan. What? GBO. Yeah. Go, go Big Orange, and we'll talk about their uh, disastrous performance yeah. against the uh, against the Florida Gators yeah. here in a Rocky, second. Rocky Top is referring to the unsnortable coating on Oxycontin. <laughs> Close. <laughs> That's what it refers to. <laughs> but the reason I've got you guys on here is because Tennessee plays Georgia, uh, 3.30 on arf, CBS. Arf, arf, arf. And you Sick, two, go dogs. You two are big Georgia fans. Yeah, burly Georgia fans. Yes. <laughs> big burly Georgia we fans. We carry axes. Glorious and beautiful Georgia fans. So, yes. so one of the things I, I wanted to bring you guys on. Of course, we'll talk about the game here in a sec. Mm-hmm. But you know, both of you guys have been here in East Tennessee 
a long time. Chase, you grew up here. Born and raised. And, and Terry, you've been here for... Well, I moved down here probably when I was about 13. Right. So from New York. So yeah, oh boy. quite a bit. But what what made you guys become Georgia fans? I honestly can't remember. It's been so long. Uh-huh. I'm going to imagine it was a, um, a combination of a, attraction to the color red <laughs> and scheme with black also. I yeah. feel like that's a very aesthetically pleasing thing for a small child to that's, lock on to. It's a great color. Black yeah. and red. That's but a also, great scheme. yeah, my grandma was just a diehard ball fan. Like uh-huh. she used to work at UT. She used to like change the grades on. Um, what was the really good basketball player's name? He was a Nick, not Alan, Alan Houston, not Alan Houston. Oh, Bernard uh, King. Bernard, Bernard King. King. Yeah. yeah, my grandma, old school. Yeah, she used to change <laughs> his grades on papers and stuff so he could still play. Like old school <laughs> sports tampering. She's telling me stories about this. Yeah, but she'd like she'd never get out of the house. She was just always a sickly lady. But she'd sit Indian style on that couch. She'd cough into a napkin and she'd scream death threats at UT players if they didn't get first downs. And so my mom was one of those. She doesn't care about sports, but once a year she puts on the Florida shirt she bought. She trolls everybody and town that's what my mom is so i think it was a combination of seeing my mom enjoy just giving my grandmother absolute hell on top of a really good color palette (laughs) you know just kind of brought me home with and a dog you know just you know the volunteers it's not the smokies like the baseball team you know they didn't really go with the dog as the name bulldogs i think it's just it's it's made for a kid to like it's red and black it makes your grandma mad. There's a dog. It's, it's yeah, dude, it's like laser tag the football team. It's the best. <laughs> makes sense. Terry, what's, uh, what's your origin story with the Bulldogs? Well, like I said, uh, I didn't move down to the South until I was 13 um, from New York. And in New York, not a big college football town. No, you have Rutgers. Yeah, it's a lot, Syracuse. Of, a lot of college basketball. It's also seasonal because in the South, you can play football all year round. Yeah. When up in New York, it snows you in, so you have to go into a gym and play basketball. So um, we're mostly NFL teams up there, and the only college team you really root for up there is Notre Dame, because all the Catholics. Yeah, that's right. And uh, when I was growing up, it was during that time when Notre Dame was terrible. I mean, Tyro Willingham, like all that right. stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. So no one was watching college football up in the North at the time. So when I moved down here and saw how big like the SEC is and how big the fan base for the volunteers is and just how big SEC football is... Um, I wanted to get involved, so my first thing was root against the Vols. You know what I mean? Rebel. You're living in Knoxville. You just moved down here. I'm a teenager. Everyone loves the Vols. I'm a root against the Vols. And then um, I met Chase in high school, and we became really good friends, and he was like, I root for Georgia. And I was like, well... I guess I'll start rooting for Georgia instead of just rooting against the Vols. Yeah. And so that's how it happened. <laughs> we started watching football together. Yeah. And then, like, I, I noticed by, like, the third time we watched a Georgia game together, he was, like, cheering for Georgia. And I was mm-hmm. like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so he converted me to a college football fan in general and then a Georgia fan yeah. after it's, that. It's so. that camaraderie, too, in the, in the trenches. Because, of course, mm-hmm. here in Knoxville, it's a sea yeah. of orange. Yeah, exactly. And even, even when the Vols are having problems like they've had for the past 20 years, um, you... you 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 see that and and I I can at least kind of sympathize and, and get it with you guys this way because I've been a Tennessee fan my whole life. My dad went to UT and all that. We'd make it to a game, but between 1989 and 1995, we lived up in Northwest Ohio in the Toledo area. Oh boy, up that way. So of course I'm surrounded by Michigan, Ohio State, and Notre Dame fans. Back when Notre Dame was good, yeah. And you know how nice little kids are always to each other. No, so, no. You know. Now they'd always try and uh, beat me up on the playground, but you know I, I like to think I had SEC elementary school speed. So oh, yeah. like back in the day, they couldn't <laughs> catch me. The, the, the crowning moment was in 1991 when Tennessee had the miracle at South Bend. 
don't know if you. I don't know if you guys know about this. It's Mm -mm. 1991. Jerome Bettis was a sophomore on this team. That's how long ago this was. The bus. Tennessee was up there. They had lost to Notre Dame the year before, back when they had Rocket Ismail and everything. It was down here. And it was a crazy atmosphere. Andy Kelly threw an interception right near the end of the game that would give us a chance to tie. Notre Dame jumps out to a 31-7 to lead in this game, in Notre Dame. And Tennessee's ranked. I mean, we're like in the like 14, 15, something like that. Heck yeah, dude. And, you know, it was nice being ranked. It yeah, feels good. good you know, it's, it's a good feeling. Um, <laughs> and Notre Dame was like fourth or fifth, something like that. And they jump out to this lead. And then right before halftime, Tennessee blocks a field goal. And they run it back the other way for a touchdown. And it like, just changes the momentum. And the that's when game. it all changed the field, the electricity. Yes, it's, it's what happened. It Tennessee. all went the other way. The and momentum. Tennessee just climbs back. They get the lead on a uh, – they run this – Notre Dame had been blitzing their safeties, and Andy Kelly throws this little screen pass to freshman Aaron Hayden, who gets into the end zone, and Tennessee takes the lead by one out. It's four, min- like four minutes left in the game, and this is what happens all the time. Notre Dame is going to drive down, and they're going to kick the field goal to win it. The problem is they don't have their kicker anymore. He got injured on that block field goal. So they've oh, got heck yeah, he n- took him with you. <laughs> An old good, old, good old UT. Yeah, the old vol usage there. <laughs> if it's got a knee, it can die. <laughs> they got this they got this sophomore like kicker Rob Leonard or something like this. It's a good kicker name. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do your taxes when I'm done kicking football. And it was like a short field goal. It was only like a 25-yard field goal it was from the hash mark. And everybody thought it was good the second it went off his foot. But the angle, nobody could see the angle properly. Jeremy Lincoln, the Vol defensive back, jumped in front of it to block it. It careened off his butt as he dove oh, and dude. blocked it. So Heck yeah. <laughs> Tennessee ends up winning 35-34. One VH gun. work. <laughs> All the Notre Dame kids at school, and I'm in 1991, I'm eight yeah. at the time. You're asking for it. Oh, should've, and, I, and of course. Should dressed that way. J- just like I'm wearing my tennis. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing my Tennessee stuff to school. But again, they tried to beat me up because obviously it was my fault that they blew a 31 to 7 lead at home. Yeah. yeah. And I they couldn't catch me. So That's right. I at least have this the uh camaraderie with that being in a hostile environment and being wearing the wrong colors. I just imagine the gingerbread man in a vol jersey. Like you can't get <laughs> yeah. me. We won. Yeah, you had the first uh, butt block, huh? Yeah, yeah it, it bounced right <laughs> off his butt as he dove through. You look at it, right. and it's like, damn. That's, See, my, my Notre Dame-Georgia memories last year where we took over Chicago for a weekend, went oh, to yeah, a Cubs game, that. and chanted, go dogs!" drunkenly from the stands. Yeah. and then When the Georgia fans took over the Cubs game, yeah, yeah. they were like putting up flags and stuff like that. Yeah, and then yeah. we took over uh, Notre Dame Stadium. And yeah. like 85% of the stadium was Georgia white trash. That, that was enjoyable. I, that I, was you hilarious. Know, <laughs> at least, I don't you know, know how that happened. I'm not one of these flag-waving SEC, SEC guys, because I still believe, especially Tennessee, when Alabama or Florida or someone's playing for a national championship, I don't want them to win. Yeah, it's bad. I'm not rooting for that. It's not good. (laughs) I love the Tennessee fans who chant it as, like, we're taking credit for being a part of this rise in the SEC. (laughs) They have to have something. Tennessee fans' delusion is what their problem is. Yeah. I have a whole theory that with factual uh, facts... I've pulled. I've done research, shibbles. <laughs> but, but I don't even do research for my show. I but got four I tabs it. open on my phone. <laughs> like I want to see Tennessee win because I live here. It's just easier for me when they're winning. The economy's like, yeah. better. The economy's better. Everyone's friendlier. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we've worked in service industries. Yeah, yeah, everybody's in such a better mood <laughs> yeah. when Tennessee's yeah. winning. I'd love for you guys to go ten and one every year. You know yeah. what I mean? But like the just lose to us. The problem with UT fans so. is every year it's like it always starts with we're going to win the East. 
Then it comes down, and we won't win these, but we're going to beat Georgia. And then <laughs> yeah. it comes down, all right, well, we're not going to beat Georgia, but we're going to beat Vanderbilt. We're going to beat four. somebody. It's like a newsflash, Vanderbilt's won four out of the last six. Yep, four out of the last six. You're not the best team in Tennessee anymore. I didn't even know you that. You haven't been for six years. <laughs> we, we might be the best team, though, in East Tennessee, because we did in meet East, ETSU. In East yeah. Tennessee. So that well, happen. we played MTSU at home, and we're going to play you at home, and that'll be a good barometer <laughs> yeah. of who's number two in Tennessee. Yeah. Georgia plays Tennessee and Vanderbilt back-to-back, so yeah, we always do that, I think. Something Take the like state. That. Yeah, but it's one of these things. Yeah, when you look at it too, because Tennessee and Georgia for the life of the SEC for a long time didn't play each other every year. Nah, like um, Tennessee's yearly opponents were were um, Alabama, Auburn. Kentucky and and Vanderbilt were like the four traditional ones. This was back when the SEC had ten teams, and then they'd rotate four yeah. more. Mm-hmm. So it it really came to prominence in 1992 when they expanded to the divisions. So yeah. I mean, of course, everybody the Georgia fans have the memory of Herschel Walker just running over Bill Bates. That's mm-hmm. of course That's the, the best. one. That's the best yeah. one. That's the one that like gets posted every year. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> and then you, well, it's good to see a running back not get his knee injured in UT <laughs> in a red jersey. It's really good to see that. that hey, true. that's a shout out to South Carolina as well. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Marcus Every Lattimore. skill position player that plays UT in Newland. Yeah. Just, just, just a weird Clowney. coincidence. There's a ghost that hates knees in UT. There's a ghost that hates his just knees. Just hates five-star running back's knees. <laughs> that is true, because you had, I mean... Keith Marshall, Nick Chubb. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah I forgot about Robert that. Edwards, I yes. think, got hurt. That was the 95 so game. Many. There's yeah. so many. Yeah. There's a couple of Florida guys as well. Couple, yeah. yeah, well, that's There's cool. Bunch, I don't uh, care about them. And then Marcus Lattimore, Jadavian Clowney, and stuff like yeah. that. They're just mean. I don't think Jadavian got hurt against us. I know. No, he, yeah, I mean, not. I want to. I want to. He was say just. He, did he was anyway. just always fake half the time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, you look. It was like what the 1992 game. That first one, like Fulmer. This was silly. Was when he was the interim coach, and Georgia yeah. had Garrison. Hurst. That was his first win. Yeah, that was that. F- and Tennessee gets like a fourth and long completion, and then they make Garrison Hurst fumble the ball. Yeah. I mean, that was that streak. Where Tennessee was beating Georgia, I mean Georgia was going through what Ray Golf and some of those other coaches that you we guys had that yeah. coaching controversy. That was a bad year. That was yeah. a bad years. Yeah, <laughs> but then it changed when Mark Rick got there because I remember was it was the 2001. I was a freshman at UT and that was the uh, that was the hobnail boot. Yeah, a hobnail boot stomped right on his face. I mean that was we were. We were going crazy in the stands because they'd thrown the screen pass to Travis Stevens, and we got in the lead, and there was only 30 seconds left. But Tennessee does the, – the, one of the things I hate the absolute most when you talk about the is the squib kick, unless there's like two seconds left in the damn game. Yeah. You, you gave him – because you guys were like at the 45-yard line, just had to get a touchdown, and that's what happened. Haynes got the ball and – it was the great. Hobnail boot. I watch it once a year. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw Hail Mary a million times. Oh, oh that was a bad year. See, for that was us. that was yeah. the other thing. You have you know, you had like the two thousand and four, which was a good back and forth struggle. Tennessee finally beat Georgia for the first time in a few years. What's funny is half the people that sent me that Hail Mary that night in celebration mm-hmm. this day when I try to like, you know, stir up smack talk for the game this weekend. I don't really watch college football anymore. Oh, that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch college football anymore. a lot anymore. of those. Yeah, you've got... That, I watch the NFL yeah. now. No one watches the NFL anymore. Nobody watches football. That what are you talking about? You watch the NFL now. <laughs> Did you not just see what happened yeah. with the quarterback? They blew on him, and then they got a penalty. It's we, stupid. We got two new yeah. fo- professional football leagues coming, and one has a deal with CBS. Like, no one's yeah. watching NFL. They get, oh, yeah, they get to hit each other. Yeah, we'll, they get to yeah. hit each other. And oh, we'll we'll talk about this NFL stuff here okay, a little later sweet, in the show. Sweet. But one, one of the things, yeah, you look at it, 
And because I've always been, and you know, I've sent you messages and stuff talking about the game, but I've always been one of these people where I, I believe by the old adage, which is weird in this age of social media. When you win, say little. When you, or no, when you lose, say little. When you win, say less. Yeah. Because after that Hail Mary, and I was thrilled. You're I mean, very cordial. It, it bugs yeah. me because I want to be meaner, but you're very cordial. And it's like, well, I'm the dick. Why are you making me the dick? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I said, I'm, you know, I know it sucks, but. It, I know it's going to come around because then the next year Florida gets the hail mary. I was watching that game and it was me and Terry and the two UT fans. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Jake was there. Jake uh, and and, and Chastine, friends. Oh, and Chastine, Aaron Chastine, local comedian. Yeah, and they're like literally, we had just gotten that little down the sideline, like what would have been game winner to uh, Riley Ridley. And there's like 20 seconds left, 30 seconds, I don't remember, like mm-hmm. a minute, something left, yeah. actually. And I was just like... One of the prettiest throws yeah. that Jake Beeson has ever thrown. Yeah. I yeah. did what I do, and I, I ran a lap around my living room, like jigging and making yeah. noises. And then I like looked at Jake, and I was like, I mean, look, there's still plenty of time left, you never know. And I wasn't being sarcastic, I was trying to be a good friend, but internally That's I was saying it to unjinx myself from the obscene celebration <laughs> I did in their face. And then that happened, and then the room was just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 that because, happened. Yeah. yeah, and then that happens, but then yeah, Florida gets the Hail Mary, and then Georgia gives yeah. us the first shutout that we've had no, since felt so good. 1994. <laughs> oh, felt so and good. I was like, good. this is what you get sometimes. It yeah. comes, mm. it does come around eventually. It tastes so good. Sure. Like, For eventually sure. Alabama's not going to have a good football team. I can't wait. Yeah. Kirby can take the recruits slowly but surely. It's going to be so cool. Well, look, at, I mean, Kentucky and Vanderbilt are good now. It eventually happens that yeah. people turn stuff around. Kentucky's so. coach, watch out, Kirby and Saban. Shut up, stupid. Oh, Mark Stoops. He's like, you better watch out, Kirby and Saban. We're coming for you. Quite stoop, kid. You Nicktoon. Yeah. Just like <laughs> last year when Vanderbilt was like, we want Bama, and then well, Vanderbilt's got a case. They're beating Tennessee and they beat us a couple of times. So I mean, yeah, yeah. but still, yeah. yeah. Don't poke the bear. Sometimes <laughs> I'll fight him. I'll fight Bear Bryant statue right now. <laughs> I'll win. But let's. He's yeah. dead. He stands no chance. Let's real quick just move. Yeah, to last week because of course Tennessee and Florida. You guys were here. I was disappointed. We were downtown when it was happening. Yeah, I was working. Yeah, I was oh, working downtown yeah. too. I wanted a better game. And I had, yeah, I I had predicted on on this show and the video show. Of course, you can check at uh, at the uh, Modern Day Gladiators Facebook page. Do got it. our Facebook Live stuff, and of course, I posted on my YouTube page as well. Nice. But what what you guys, yeah. I still predicted Tennessee to lose. I thought it was going to be close because I figured both teams aren't very good. I still don't think Florida is very good. I don't either. Yeah. Six turnovers. And, I mean, we've all looked at just the terrible first half possessions. You punched that football out at the goal line in your own hand. At oh, that yeah. point, I knew we, we it was the game was done. Like, at that point, when, when Pope dove for the goal line and it fell out the back of the end zone. I don't like the out the back of the end zone rule anyway. Yeah. I've been saying that. Even though it's benefited Tennessee plenty – Mm-hmm. I, I just don't lie. I think they need to get rid of that rule and come up with something else. My favorite highlight of that game is when Pruitt kicked the whiteboard. That was <laughs> Did that happen? Oh, people are giving yeah, him. Defensive coordinator is yeah. trying to draw a play on it. He just walks by and kicks the heck yeah. out of it. <laughs> He's such a raging alcoholic. It's He's great. the man. I love Pruitt. <laughs> just Pruitt, baby. Wait. <laughs> You know, and people have been giving Pruitt a lot of crap for that. And it's just like, he's this is his first time as a head coach. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, He's that, like your Obama. <laughs> he t- took over for Bush, you know, it was sloppy. You got, don't judge him yet. Takes a minute. It's like with Butch, it was Dooley's yeah. mess. It's yeah. this delusion yeah. in UT fans. That's, it's a bad program. That's yeah. the one it has yeah. been for 20 years. They haven't won the SEC in 10. They haven't won the SEC East in seven. 
It's just bad. no. It's been more than that. We haven't we haven't been to the title game since '07. Yeah, they they, they played a graphic all during the Florida UT game that was damning to you guys. I, I don't know why they did it. Where it was an actual list of every coach that said no to your job. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> it's like all right, fans, you lost six, you lost four of the last six to Vanderbilt, and that calm down. You're yeah. not winning the East for at least half a decade. Yeah. I mean, I, I and you need a new AD before. Really. The, yeah, well, I mean, we got Fulmer now. We'll see what happens with that. But that's that's yeah. been the thing because. The people are, of course, they're blaming Pruitt. Of course, there's a lot of blame, I think, to go on Butch Jones for leaving it there. But you really have to go back the te- 10 years at least to win. Because in 2007, Tennessee was playing for the Eastern Division. It were only an Eric Ainge pick six probably away from winning that game against yeah. LSU. Mm-hmm. And then they, they forced Fulmer out, which I... I didn't like at the time. I I could see where they were coming from, but I, you know, the man won you a national title. You'd had a, a lean year or two, and Tennessee was predicted to do. I think they were preseason like three or four in two thousand and eight. After that, but I had this feeling where you, you should give a national championship winning coach a chance to redeem himself. He did it once, like in 05 when we went five and six or whatever it was, and I would have given him a chance to do it again, and then. You, you, you bring in Lane Kiffin, and then he leaves. I yeah. actually thought Lane Kiffin was the best coach out of the replacements that we've had. Oh, I think for if, sure. He if, did good for you. If when he Kiffin was here. had stayed, I think he would have done pretty well here. Yeah. Um, and then the Derek Dooley disaster, which was just, I mean, sometimes the son of the coach is not. Uh, no. <laughs> it's not as good as dad was. Um, you know, and then the Butch Jones. I got tired of the metaphors and the yeah, dude, <laughs> things after bricks. a while. He was bricks. a Hallmark card. <laughs> and so you you have to look, really. You can blame some of the game on Pruitt and what this team is right now. You blame a, more of it on Butch Jones, but I, the bulk of it I blame on just the administration yeah, as a whole. It's the administration itself. And it's going to take a while to fix it. I mean, I said 6-6 six and six to start the year, and I was feeling generous at that mm-hmm. point. But now, I mean, we're looking at a three and nine. Team. I made a I made a bet uh, last weekend with a, a vol friend of mine that Tennessee will go two seasons in a row without SEC wins, and he took it. it, it you could be right. I mean, the Cleveland Browns won their first game in six hundred and some days, and it'd been they had the tie first to get there. Yeah, and it'd been <laughs> like nine. It'd been like, and we'll talk Tiger Woods here in a little bit, but it was the first. Uh, win for him in like a thousand days or something like that. It's like PGA tour. It could be that long before Tennessee wins another SEC game. I just look at the schedule and it's like if you can't beat Vanderbilt, you're not beating Missouri. Mm-hmm. You're not beating Kentucky. Yeah. No. It's just like uh, uh, you're not beating Bama. It t- so. it, it takes a minute. We talked about this on the way over here. Sometimes it takes a minute to get your your guys in. I mean, the vast majority of this team had had another system that they were buying into, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, Nick Saban. Went, I think, 6-6, six and six, losing to Louisiana Monroe his first season. Yeah. Uh, even Kirby Smart went, I think, what, 7-5, and 8-5 yeah. with a bowl yeah. game in his first year after Mark Richt had had a 10-win team. It culture change. Yeah, it's yeah. a culture change that takes place. And when you can't block anybody, which is the big thing with Tennessee, the, yeah. the line yeah. is terrible. And mm-hmm. he's always said, you give me a great offensive and defensive line, I'll win with that no matter who I've gotten the skills For positions. For sure. Yeah. So, but let's talk about this game coming up. Georgia, I was I – was Really glad that Missouri beat them. Or, no, I was really glad that they beat Missouri because the last thing I wanted was Georgia to come in even more angry. Oh, we're still going to be real mad. Yeah. Even it was after an ugly game. Yeah. We made a lot of mistakes. We should have won by like 40. And then yeah. wasn't there some, there was some preseason stuff? Like some of the former Georgia players were like talking about Pruitt being like a, like a, 
hard-nosed guy or not getting along uh, Aaron with Aaron Murray Ritt. did. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Murray, yeah. who I don't yeah. even think played for Pruitt. He was there, though, a lot. Yeah. Just, like, in a overseer role. I gotcha. But, I mean, the, the line, I think... Last I looked, the betting line for... 31. It's 31 and a half, I yeah. think. And I don't bet on Tennessee just because whatever reasons, but, I mean, I'd put all the money on Georgia at 31 and a half. Yeah, covering the spread, long. that's a... Yeah, it'd be fun. I'd love to. But Kirby's been taking his foot off the gas in the fourth lately. Yeah, that's true. It's like he just lets Justin Fields hand the ball off instead mm-hmm. of slaying it around. Yeah, you can't do that to the LeBron James of football. You're right. You need to let him show out. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it's, and it's there could there wasn't a better three thirty game CBS could have. I love it. I'll watch it. This it's is sacrifice. Just not going to end this well. Blood sacrifice. I'm dreading Saturday. I'm not. I love it. You guys play better at our stadium, which makes me mad. So <laughs> we have. That is true. Yeah, it'll be slightly closer than it should be. Yeah, probably. you guys might score seventeen, maybe. No, <laughs> no, no, not no, no. <laughs> But when yeah, when you guys look at Georgia's season going forward, what do you what do you see with with what Georgia has the possibility to do? Because I've got them in the playoffs. We need yeah, we need to grow up, or we're not beating mm-hmm. Bama for sure uh, in the SEC championship game. We're Bama's- not going to beat LSU in LSU if we don't grow up a little bit. The front seven, uh, mm-hmm. just it's we shoot ourselves in the foot more than anything else. Well, because we're young, yeah, we lost a lot of seniors, but we have a whole lot of talent. We're yeah. technically more talented this year than we are last year. It's just doing young. it and, yeah, you know, the young, unproven, blah, blah, blah. But, like, in all seriousness, uh, there has to be a point to where there there's an obvious curve that's been hit to where we're not shooting ourselves in the foot anymore. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll have that confidence I had last year. But, like, I don't feel the same way this year uh, as I did last year coming into this point of the season where we we're blowing teams out. Yeah. Like, because with Missouri, like, they played us closer than we should have. And this time last season, we just went to Miz- Mississippi State on the road when they were getting Dark Horse picked to beat us. And their quarterback was a Heisman Dark runner. And then oh, yeah. we beat the brakes off of them. So Missouri's, though, it seems like every time Georgia goes to play at Missouri, yeah. they always mm-hmm. play you guys. Like, they always tough. do. But they it's always an 11 a.m. kickoff there and everything. Mm-hmm. So It's crazy. They always bring it, but that front seven is definitely probably our weakest spot yeah. right now. We're strong on the O line. We're strong in the like everyone yeah. thought our backfield was going to be a, a problem. They were they defensive were, they're backs, fine. but they're yeah. magnificent. Yeah, yeah our, our offense is deadly this yeah, year. If our front seven can click like our back has, because they're the mm-hmm. same age group for the most part. I mean, there's not a DeAndre Baker in our front seven, but like mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a Julian Rochester. There's a for sure. Uh, God, I can't think of his name. I think we got yeah. Tyler Clark. Or... Yeah, Tyler, I was about to say, there's a Tyler Clark who's mm-hmm. like an, a guy who will make one of the All-American teams for yeah. a second. Like, and we got stout veterans up there, too. And DeAndre Walker really stepped up in that Missouri game as a yeah. veteran linebacker. So yeah. help lead those young guys like Cox and Anderson. He's so. like a hybrid of how Janoris Jenkins and uh, Lorenzo Carter was for us. He's not yeah. as good at rushing as Lorenzo was, and he's not no. as good at stopping the run as Jenkins was, but mm-hmm. he's better at rushing than Jenkins was, and he's better at stopping the run than Carter was. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you think Kirby Smart's been doing a good job of balancing and keeping Fields happy? Because, you know, you've got Fromm, who, of course, has at, just been a proven winner At the this whole point, time. I don't think he cares. I think <laughs> right, at this yeah. point, he wants to win the games. Right, the Missouri yeah. game showed that. Uh, Kirby cares about victory. Mm-hmm. Um, if, again, if it gets to, like... I'm sure you're going to see plenty of Justin Fields this weekend, snotty as it sounds. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, but I'm expecting the worst. But it's like, I, but I'm saying, like, if, if there comes a situation to where, like, in the LSU game, if it's a close game in the fourth, I don't think we see Justin Fields. I'd be shocked if Justin Fields gets five snaps by what I've seen from Kirby this season in the LSU game, mm-hmm. unless we just start off firing all right. cylinders. Because yeah. the way he was doing it is, we go up a couple touchdowns, he put in Justin Fields in the second or fourth, mm-hmm. um, or the third or fourth, like, series. 
and let him go out there, run it down, score or not, and then Fromm goes back out there for a little bit and then mm-hmm. throws Justin back out there for the rest of the game. But. Right, because mm-hmm. I know Clemson, yeah, they just changed. They've got the young kid is yeah. now going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, he's the thrower. Crazy. Yeah. 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 As yeah. A, with Justin, is like Fromm hasn't done enough to lose it, but with Kirby, the way he's used Justin, he hasn't put him out there unless mm-hmm. we're winning by a bunch. That's just Or that one time he put him in Missouri for yeah. that one kind of like fake – yeah. Uh, he's going to keep it play. Well, yeah, he's got some packages that Cheney's given him that he yeah. throws out there once in a while. Cheney, but... former offensive coordinator for Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with Lane Kiffin, right? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he was with uh, Dooley. No, he Dooley? was with Dooley. Oh, he was okay. the he yeah. inter- when Dooley got fired. He was the interim coach for the Kentucky game oh. that we won. Yeah, so yeah, he's but... the guy who brought in their like best offense they've had in forever. With, yeah. Uh, uh, Tyler Bray. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't gotcha. stand. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Derek Rogers. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Justin, Justin Hunter, Hunter and from my hometown, Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was good offense. Yeah. Slanging the ball. That was yeah. If we could score, could not stop anybody. No, but, no, yeah. no. I mean, no Tennessee defense. had the worst season they'd ever had with eight losses last season, and I'm looking at nine this year. I don't, I don't see any, <laughs> any more than that. How's your recruiting looking? I mean, I know they're up in the top. They're right around tenth. Right mm-hmm. now, which again is good nationally, but yeah. the SEC when six te- SEC teams are above them in recruiting, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's. Goes. But I mean, we got to get linemen. You got to get yeah. the linemen in there. Yeah. You got to got to not let your best one in Knoxville come to Georgia. Yeah, yeah that, shouts oh. out to Cade Mays. Yeah. Shouts out to Cade Mays. He's you starting big, for us. You big strong. He's going to start against Tennessee. Yeah. Oh yeah, big strong and that's boy. just a nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice. When I saw that happen, I was like, "We're done." Did you see? His, <laughs> did you see his Snapchat? So he just like sent all these anti-vol. He's like drunk at a high school party. He's like, "Screw you guys, dogs for life." I was like, "Yeah, buddy." Roo, roo, roo. And the the way the way they tried to recruit him and the way Tennessee was performing, I'm that that was the other thing. They basically that made his dad me. recruit him. That's yeah. basically what it was. That's get your kid to get in line. Recruiting just always <laughs> bothers me anyway because I love like National Signing Day where all the adults who live in their parents' basement are like tweeting death threats to yeah. 17, 18 year old kids. You for made a mistake, a boy. You should have came here. <laughs> now I ain't going to cheer your name. <laughs> My wife ain't going to pretend that I'm you yeah. when we do it. <laughs> Spe- speaking of fans and that stuff, I wanted to bring this up. This is the last thing, and then we'll take a break and uh, hit up shibbles and bits in a little bit. But. Uh, one of the things I saw in the stadium, and I heard it even at work, and we had the game playing on the audio there, but you could hear the student section at the Tennessee-Florida game just doing the, the F.U. Gators chant. And they weren't saying <laughs> at F.U. At what point? No, this, was right, this was right after they came out. This was oh, when, the beginning? Yeah, this was in the beginning. <laughs> I'm when, all for that. When man. there was still hope. Heck yeah. I, I guess my thing, again, <laughs> and we've all been around the comedy scene, and there's yeah. plenty of times where the F-bomb... I love it. It needs to be used. But it's like, <laughs> you guys can create more interesting chants without having to swear. Yeah, but it's just a sound. It is. Yeah, and it, like, if I if I come up with something more interesting, I'm still trying to get as close to those words <laughs> with those other words as possible. Yeah. So, it's to me, it's just a sound. It's just, I just talk about, I always think about the European soccer. Know, if everyone could, like, line that. up a fart at the same time and just do, like, <laughs> 90,000 plus fart, that's the yeah. ultimate heckle chant. In my opinion, but you can't organize that. It's hard to get them to wear orange yeah. and white and strike and you know checker stripe the thing. Or the cam- like the Cameron Crazies do a bunch of stuff without. Oh, I love them. I'm a yeah. I'm a Duke basketball fan. I know uh, they do strip teases and chairs in front of people and <laughs> while they're shooting free throws. That I mean, but yeah, they're not dropping the f bomb. Or like Arizona State, they sure they are. It's of just confusion. In, sure they are. It's just in Chinese. <laughs> That's true. That is very. I can't true. understand yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Powerful. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm for it at the beginning. If you're losing and doing it, then you just look like you're sad. Yeah. But if yeah. you want, if you want to be like the anti-hero college football fan base, be the Charles Barkley of the SEC, go for yeah. it. I, there's a market for it. That's I like honestly it. probably better for Tennessee. It might help with the recruiting. To me, it's just them being more honest about how they feel and they're being themselves. Because if you go out there in a Georgia shirt and a tailgate, they're going to say that to you anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I almost got punched by a green beret at a birthday party for wearing a Georgia shirt. So that's a thing. I that happens. Uh, yeah, Cade Mays, that. huh? Yeah, Cade Mays, huh? I, I didn't recruit yeah. him, but I'm happy he's here. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't at Catholic High School every weekend, like yeah. hey, Georgia Bulldogs. Listen to that. Uh, listen to the episode. It's a roast on Half Old. <laughs> if you want to hear the full story about, about that and what happened there, the uh, roast of Jake James. Yeah, it was very football inspired, so check <laughs> that one out. But no. uh, we're going to take a break here, but I've got, again, Chase Dyer and uh, Terry Snow here with me on Modern Day Gladiators. I'm Michael Shibley. We're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a little bit, but thanks for hanging around. You're listening to Modern Day Gladiators on the Stage Diver Radio Network. Hey guys, this is Jay Kendrick. And I'm Biggie. And we're here today to talk to you about a new video game podcast coming to Stage Diver Radio Network entitled J&B's DLC. So has this ever happened to you while you're playing a video game? Get good, noob. Your mom looks like Sean Connery and I'd still banger get wrecked. Well, you're in luck, because we have a podcast by gamers. For gamers. Every other Monday, everywhere podcasts can be found, and at stagediverradio.com. Ah, yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Yep, this is my <laughs> music intro. We do the, I do the same one every time. It's, you guys do something different. Just sneak oh, in on them. Yep. Very sneaky. I like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Welcome back here to Modern Day Gladiators, here on the Stage Diver Radio Network. I'm your humble host, as always, Michael Shibley, and I do have people this time with me in the studio, not flying solo this time. I've got Terry Snow and Chase Dyer, these Georgia Georgia diehards with me. They're talking about the game. Go dogs. I mean, I'm just terrified of what the score is even going to be. Yeah, (laughs) I would be. Maybe if Tennessee can at least score this time, I will be. That's improvement Mm, on last year. They might. I I don't want them to. I would be upset. Just keep the... Keep I mean, the shutout going. Is is is, is uh, Garantano? Is he hurt? You no, know, he's fine. He's Guantanamo. Fine. Guantanamo, Guantanamo yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's Garantano. Garantano. Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to play. So. Okay, cool. Good. Well, I mean, you got a elite. You know, a, should be elite quarterback um, and uh, a good wide receiver. So surely there's always a chance to score yeah. a touchdown. Well, <laughs> we'll see. It, I mean, we can't block anybody in Georgia's. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. though the front seven's not as maybe not as good as last year, but yeah, yeah. they're still. Pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah, so, yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, that wouldn't be good. But uh, anyway, here on the second half of uh, Modern Day Gladiators, we always hit up shibbles and bits, which is just the bits of other stuff that's been going on in the sports world. As we, of course, talked the big topic, and of course, little change this week as we nice. talked a lot of Tennessee and Georgia and all this stuff. Just having you guys here, appreciate you guys being here, and appreciate uh, hey, the no invite. Problem. Yeah, this like is fun having you guys. I mean, I was on Halfle a couple, yeah. of, couple of. Months ago, I think at this point, but that was that was fun. Oh, we had to introduce modern day gladiators. Yeah, um, yeah we did. <laughs> we sure did. We launched that thing. That was a good time. I take credit all the all the viewers I've and viewers listeners I've got uh, take credit with uh, having you guys have me on the show. You can have all of them. You get, can have all of them. Getting the most, rub. I'm most, like Pruitt. I want to recruit new fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really the problem with Pruitt, right? He yeah. lost half the fan base and half the players before he even started. How's recruiting going? Well, I'll tell you, I'd like to recruit new fans. <laughs> verbatim response i was like well, this coach has got hooks i mean honestly i've even said this before i mean with with tennessee if you don't like where it's going and you don't like us losing don't watch then don't watch we'll just come back 
come back when we're winning, and you guys can just take your bandwagon and move it along. Yeah, dude. You know, be like the Cowboys and Yankees fans who just disappear. I mean, that's what I said. I said this months ago when LeBron joined the Lakers. That sound you heard was all the fans jumping back on the Lakers bandwagon. Yeah, it was like last season was the first two big games I've seen Georgia win. I've seen Georgia lose so many more big oh, yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Like it's like still like when we went to go play in the SC championship game, there was like that all last season we we're blowing out everybody leading up to that Auburn loss. It was like, when's it going to end? When's it going to end? When's reality mm-hmm. going to hit us in the face? And but we're going to get Mark Richt again. Yeah, because <laughs> it happens every year. Yeah, and, except last year, minus the championship game. Yeah. But like even the Rose Bowl, just one play really. Yeah, yeah. we were on sides. Yeah, we were on sides in that block punt. And that was a controversy. <laughs> I saw that all off season, all the UGA groups. Yeah, yeah. that that still frame. There's a line, and we were on the right side of it. That's fine. <laughs> I I agree with you, honestly. So it's all right though. We'll be back. But we hit up the shibbles and bits. Let's just keep it with a uh, with football. Of course, the Browns finally won. Their first game. <laughs> they did. Everybody it. got the Bud Light. I mean, that was... <laughs> J.R. Oh, yeah. Smith shirts off. People are happy in Cleveland <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. They were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did, sort of. It's, it's like, uh, you beat <laughs> you beat the Jets. It's Baker Mayfield's there. They yeah. feel like the, the future's bright again. Uh, yeah, that's it, what it really is. They're really celebrating the future that they hope they have. It's Brady yeah. Quinn all over again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> or Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny Football. I don't know. I think Baker might actually do it. Right? I think he might actually, you know, bring them to somewhere mediocre. It'd be nice. <laughs> You know, their division's and, down. You yeah. can do it, and they got a you know a damn good dog and Nick Chubb. So. Damn right. He only gets like three carries a game. They got well, unleashed. Like Pittsburgh's him, down this season. Quarterback's getting old. The running back yeah. wants to leave. The wide receiver asked for a trade on he the sidelines. Yeah, Cincinnati's <laughs> gonna stick with Dalton, so they'll stay where they are. Yeah. And the Ravens are losing everything too. So right yeah. now is the time for the Browns to at least have some young excitement in their team. Right. And then you've got like the the Jaguars who just I mean they smack the Patriots, then they lose to the Titans. They, they came yeah. out of nowhere last year. And yeah. And it just became yeah. this juggernaut on defense. Well, they drafted a lot of good pieces on defense, when you, and they finally started clicking. Yeah, that many terrible... You, Of course, you would think yeah. the Browns would have the same thing. If you <laughs> have right. that many terrible seasons, you're going to get enough players to be better. But yeah. then you remember that the Browns are run by a Haslam. Who, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> His brother's the governor here, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah, don't go to pilot. <laughs> you're supporting a madman. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, and then the Patriots lost to the Lions. It's it, what? I mean, Heck yeah! I was so happy Stafford had a bounce back. <laughs> I was so upset that first week. Oh, I was like, "Is was this the year Stafford finally gets bad?" He was getting run yeah. over online, man. It was bad for Stafford that week. Yeah, man. I was, um, I was like, "Damn it, Stafford's gonna get bad before he has like his his year that the rest of the, the world knows how good he actually is." Yeah, but uh, he's thrown for more five thousand yard seasons and got not credit for it than any <laughs> other quarterback. He's thrown for more without Calvin Johnson. Than those of you at home, like, "Put Calvin, J-. shut up!" He's done more without Calvin Johnson. <laughs> the Lions had their first 100-yard rusher in, like, five years like, yeah. against the Patriots on Sunday, too. Oh, yeah, Kyrian Johnson from Auburn, right? Yeah, yeah. carry on. Yeah, it's mean, a run back. Meanwhile, my Niners are just now back in the refuse bin. They <laughs> you lost. just lost Jimmy G, right? Jimmy yeah, G. Jimmy, that beautiful oh. man. I love Jimmy G. Just, yeah, Bill, just, Belichick did, too, so much <laughs> so that it ruined his relationship with Brady yep. this day. Yeah. So the NFL is interesting. You know, Mahomes, the Chiefs have been lighting it up, but I oh, just yeah. remind everybody that she's got the perfect drunk uncle name. Yeah. Mahomes, He's the yeah. drunk uncle that tries to bang your best friend's mom. Like, <laughs> it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. <laughs> but just remember, everybody keeps wanting to crown the Chiefs, and just remind you, they're still coached by Andy Reid. Yeah, it's every oh, year they so. want to crown the Chiefs, and then every year the Chiefs remember the postseason's a thing, and they're tired. Mm-hmm. And- 
But now they don't have Alex Smith, and they say Alex Smith was the one holding them back, holding Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they said that. Receivers. They said that in the Super Bowl, and Kaepernick hmm. lost. And, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yep. Alex Smith was the quarterback of the Niners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Kaepernick just took over and. Yeah, put him up into the stratosphere. But you talk about the NFL and talk about Alex Smith, who's now playing for the Redskins. Ugh. The Redskins, wow! You talk about uh, yeah, what a uh, name. But you, t- you well, this is, this has made it Baffle. even worse. This this has made it even worse is the fact that now beer vendors at FedEx Field uh, were protesting. They're upset because Daniel Snyder, the Redskins' illustrious and terrible owner. Uh, now has changed it. The commission that they used to have for beer sales. For those of you who don't know, the guys selling the beer in the stands, they run off a commission and tips is what they get paid most. And you make a certain, you sell a certain amount of beer, like $1,500, $2,000 worth of beer, you get a commission. You get percentage oh, of that okay. is how that works. Well, what happened was Daniel Snyder, they cut the commission. It used to be like 12, 14% of the beer sales mm-hmm. that the vendors would get. They cut it down from to 8 to 12%. Oh, oh, so Snyder gets to make that call on what the percentage is? I get. I mean, he Cause hired. Because it's, it's in his stadium. Yeah, oh, okay. He it's hired not the, the group gotcha. that now is doing that. So mm-hmm. it's technically on Snyder. Gotcha. Okay. Meanwhile, like the Ravens just up the, up the road, it's 13 to 20%. Um, and it's 15% just across the board in Philadelphia. Yeah. So fans there just don't mess with beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like why are you messing with the beer vendors? You've got <laughs> enough problems. The fact that you aren't putting people in the stands. I mean for the first time in forever, the Redskins can't fill you know, they've got tarps over like the Jaguars used to have. <laughs> I mean the only time that that stadium in Jacksonville used to not have the tarps was when Florida and Georgia would play every year yeah. in right. that stadium. Yeah, Snyder's just a terrible person. Well, that division, too, it's like the Eagles won. They're so confused. Mm -hmm. Like, everything else is down. It's like the the Giants don't know if they want Eli or not want Eli. Like Cowboys are a dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't have a quarterback that can throw more than five yards. Nope. (laughs) And they got rid of Dez, and no one wants Dez. Yeah. It's a mess. Which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody's trying to not hit the quarterback. Oh, oh gosh. Which, yeah, and that's, I did just check this before uh, I met up with you guys before we came here to the show. The NFL Competition Committee is looking to speak on a conference call next week oh, boy. about the proliferation of roughing the passer penalties. Well, some player tore his ACL yeah. trying yeah. to avoid hitting the passer. William Hayes, yeah, he tore his ACL. Well, he tore it because he like he tackled the he was sacking the quarterback, but then he contorted his body to try not land on him. Because that's yeah. where all these roughing the pass. That's where the bulk of these roughing the passer penalties are. It's where you can't fall on the you can't fall on the yeah. guy. That's yeah, crazy. Clay Matthews has gotten two consecutive weeks of having that. It look <laughs> to me, it looks like a form tackle. Plus, you got to understand the more favoritism you give towards a certain position, the harder they're going to want to hit that guy. Yeah. When they get a chance, it's to. a game of guys falling on other guys, and you're yeah. saying you can't fall on yeah. the yeah, main it's tackle guy. Tackle football. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fall on the main guy that you're trying to get. Come on. It, I mean, you look at so far through three weeks of the season, there's been 34 roughing the passer penalties compared to 16 last year and 20 in mm-hmm. 2016. So it's an issue. And of course, they were talking, well, it takes a minute to change. No, th- mm. this is, I get that you can't just completely destroy the quarterback anymore. They they realize that the money is made with these quarterbacks, the golden boys they always talk these about. These refs are acting like ref, uh, acting like cops at the end of yeah. the month for speeding tickets. I mean, like every little thing, yeah. they're like, oh. 
Florida would have gotten flagged ten times for the hits they yeah. had on Garantano. In They're that catching game. people going five over instead of going fifteen over like they should be. Yeah, that's what's basically if to equate it to speed limit. No, no, I, I agree. Pedestrian talk. They, they, I mean, if they're going to make it flag football, just make it flag football at this point. Yeah. But be, a backup quarterback just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So why are you just, you're still trying to protect quarterbacks when it's any given Sunday and anyone can get hot? I mean, yeah. the face was just Nick Foles of the Super Bowl. Because so. those yeah. faces, they're not the marketable ones that are there. Well, I mean, yeah. if they're winning, they're winning. So, I mean, Nick Foles doesn't move the needle. Yeah, and, and they made a rule to protect quarterbacks' knees, the Brady rule, mm-hmm. right? And now they're protecting the rest of the quarterback, but you're sacrificing everyone else's knees so yeah. so i mean how can you justify if you, yeah if you sneeze on a quarterback you're gonna get flagged for it right. now the thing and people have suggested you know changing it almost to where it's like the the, the old spring football scrimmage rule like they have when we watch you know the orange and white game or whatever georgia calls their spring game oh no like where you pretty much you wrap the quarterback up and then you stop right and then there. you just set him down on his feet and it's like you can't do that. These guys are going full. That gives full the, speed. Yeah. yeah, it's full speed. And then and now you got like the yeah Miami defensive end William Hayes towards ACL trying to avoid landing on the guy. Plus, there's quarterbacks like Cam Newton that and Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. who break like down yeah. blitz packages, stumble around a couple mm-hmm. of times, and throw a rocket down, mm-hmm. creating plays. Yeah. Basically, you're getting rid of playmaking ability and taking away oh, yeah. from the quarterback. Trying to extend their career. The Eli Manning. What's one more season or two if it's more boring football? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about running more two QB systems if you're going to do it that way? Yeah. Trying to protect the yeah, quarterback. Everyone's getting stable running backs now. Right. The Eli Manning uh, throw to David Tyree in the Super Bowl right. with the Patriots would not have been a thing. Yeah. That would mm-hmm. not have happened. The Patriots would be undefeated. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the Patriots would have been undefeated because their defense was just destroying Tom Brady for the, half that the game. The Browns' right. comeback victory that we just talked about wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Baker Mayfield was running around for his life. Yeah, that's yeah. his thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's so many exciting plays have happened. I mean, mm-hmm. Condridge Holloway back. You talk old school. Tennessee would have never happened. Yeah. Because of. Oh, well, yeah, your national stuff. title, dude. Yeah. Oh, T. Martin, too. Yeah. yeah. T. Martin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a big one too, as he, well. He made a lot of runs and different things like that. That was his so thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting too to see yeah what the XFL and the the American Association Football or whatever it is. That's the real one you should worry the about. The AF. They already got a CBS deal, right? I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already got a CBS deal, which so. is weird. Just an idiot. Yeah. Which is weird because Ebersol, it's Eber, uh, Dick Ebersol, it's his son mm-hmm. who, of course, did the documentary about Vince and the XFL yeah. on oh. ESPN. But now he started this. But now it's a deal with CBS. Ebersol was with NBC forever. So oh, that's wow. He really cut old Vince Mackey's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. It's it's a mess and. They got to think of something, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'd bring it. I, I understand trying to protect against the CTE, but that's not protecting the CTE. That's just Mm-mm. protecting the quarterback. Yeah, that's right. all it is. Honestly, Especially that Clay Matthews one. Oh, yeah, man. those. I I don't know what he could do any different. And he's changed so much to tackle clean, and that was like one of the cleanest tackles I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you're gonna make it, uh, almost if you still want to have tackling, make it like rugby. Just get rid of the helmets. Yeah. <laughs> That'll never happen, man. No, it won't. These dudes are beasts, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, moving from uh, from football, we got just one more uh, story here with Shibbles and Bits wanted to get into, and that is Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods. He won the Tour Championship, his first uh, win in years from coming back from all the the back surgeries, the rehab. It's been almost like five years, hasn't it? It's Maybe been, even yeah. longer. Maybe I think like it's 2012. been five years. It's yeah. been a thousand and some days, I think, is oh, wow. what it what it was um 
but he won the tour championship. N- NBC ratings for it, and this is how much Tiger moves the needle. Whether they talk about all these other new stars, NBC right. ratings were up 187 percent higher than last year at the tour yeah. championship. Yeah, but imagine. I mean, Tiger Woods is like one of the only golf players I know. Like Tiger yeah. Woods, Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy. Ti- yeah, Tiger Woods and then people who have played against Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah. Tiger Woods and the people and his that biggest have om- rivals and, that have almost beat Tiger Woods. His rogues gallery. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I mean, and Tiger's in his early 40s, so we'll see how long this can actually <laughs> yeah go. Well, golf's one of those things where you probably go for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of old dudes. Yeah, you <laughs> have the, the ch- senior tour. Yeah, you have the champions tour, I think it's yeah. called, that, whatever it is. They changed it. Yeah. They're not old, the champions. The champions. The champions of life tour. Thank you. I'm not Stop. old. I'm a cha- oh, yeah, champions of life. Oh, yeah, because no. they've made they it. They hit a golf ball into a trash can because the cup's too small. <laughs> They ride Peyton Manning because he's a horse. Yeah. <laughs> green the green. They all have five star hearts. Heck yeah! <laughs> but um, and congratulations, of course, to Justin Rose who birdied eighteen. He didn't win this event, but he won the FedEx Cup, which is like the points championship for golf. He got a ten million dollar bonus for doing it. Yeah, okay, so, he did good then. Yeah, yeah. good if, on you. If he hadn't birdied eighteen, Tiger would have not only won the Tour Championship, he also would have won the FedEx Cup. Oh, so no. he ruined that. Yeah, he almost but, um, he ruined the chance to make a billionaire richer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, they're calling, and this is... He's I, basically paying off the whole country Sweden at this point. He could probably use the money. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that those divorce settlements, it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone was cheering him on their chant in USA. I yeah, mean, it's it USA. It's not the Ryder Cup. That's like yeah. next week, so... America. In the same climate as me, too, Tiger Woods is getting cheered USA. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you where America really is. We don't really know what we care about. We're just excited. We're just excited. When things happen, we're, we're just winning excited. sports. That's, that's yeah. so true. We're just excited. We'll yeah. Oh, anything. something's happening. Can't wait to dive in. <laughs> and you talk about, too, and again, this is just the, the in-the-moment stuff that they've got with it's like oh this is the greatest comeback golf has ever seen it's like yeah, i watch I, your, it's like watch your wording with tiger i, I want to disagree with that because now now we're skewing real old here i think only yeah. my dad who listens to this will get this reference <laughs> but um, mr shibbles this is for yeah. papa shibbles <laughs> papa shibbles in 1949 <laughs> this is how old this is ben hogan one of the greatest champions of, mm. of golf i know that one it had ben hogan and his wife they were on a foggy road in, in texas they had a head-on collision with a greyhound bus oh jesus february 2nd 1949 uh ben hogan he dove like across his wife's like waist to like save her life right and actually if he hadn't done that he would have died because like the steering wheel punctured the driver's seat so ben hogan would have died had he not done that that. was greyhound yeah he he (laughs) head on collision with a greyhound bus that would have been ironic if it was a fedex truck (laughs) (laughs) that's true it would (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah 1949 he had uh uh, double, uh, double broken pelvis, uh, fraction, Ooh. fraction collarbone. As we call it the party ender. <laughs> yeah, a broken left angle, uh, ankle. Uh, and then he had a chip rib and a bunch of blood clots. So it took him a while. He yeah, got... just, just insult the injury. Yeah. And a bunch of clots, too. He couldn't oh, rehab. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Was that from all the broken stuff? Or I'm just sure. A- or age as well, probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But. What ended up happening was Ben Hogan came back. So this was February 2nd, 1949. He okay. came back Father's Day. So it's middle of 1950. Won the U.S. Open. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, always a difficult one. Plus, he won five more majors, including three of them in 1953. Yeah, it was the 50s. He probably fought in World War II. Like, yeah, he did. He, he fought was, in he was World a, War II. He was a man. Yeah. <laughs> so no, It's no. like Charlie Trippi at Georgia. Yeah, Charlie. Where he won the Heisman, been, yeah. went into the military, came out, won, won the Heisman the, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In like 1940. 
too. Yeah. Went, yep. went to fight Germans. And then, yeah, the yeah. second best bulldog of all time. Everyone knows Herschel. But nope, not enough people Charlie know about Trippy. Charlie Trippy, yeah. the 1940s Georgia bulldog. <laughs> I like that. That's, <laughs> yeah. They need to do an SEC story on him. Oh, yeah, like for the, sure. Yeah, the Avengers he's still alive. Yeah. Almost. He's still there. They got to do it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's our... He's our um, Danny Hodge of football, where I he just you. like still does a thousand miles running a day. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he's like he's one like a hundred. He's a freak of nature. He can hold his breath for like seven minutes still, like an X man. But everybody, yeah, slow your roll on Tiger Woods. Ben Hogan still is the best golf comeback story. I mean, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And he didn't have like stem cells and all this other stuff. He yeah. And he was back. faithful to his wife. It was the fifties. Yeah, he <laughs> tipped true. his milkman. And he <laughs> saved his wife. Yeah. So, so a lot yeah. of beaver. Leave it to beaver jokes. <laughs> Exactly. He was talking like this. He's like, ah, hey, I hit the golf ball pretty good. <laughs> but that'll wrap up Shibbles and Bits. So yeah. uh, thank you guys for hitting a couple of these stories uh, as we as we go along. And um, always we end here on uh, on Modern Day Gladiators. Of course, we get in the ring and we talk a little wrestling. Oh, boy, you guys yeah. are big wrestling fans. I love so. it. Sure are. As the uh, wonderful march to the three different events that they keep Hyping on Raw. I mean, oh, we've got the oh. Super Show, in Evolution, Australia. and Crown Jewel. Right? Yeah, the Super Show, Evolution, and then Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, where rumors are not only your Shawn Michaels might come back, but now they're saying Hulk Hogan might make an appearance. As well, <laughs> That's a too. good spot to do it. That's so- pro Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's Saudi money, bro. I mean, <gasps> that they, buys a lot. Those are some deep. They're just getting 1980s American television over there. So, oh, wow, yeah, that's Hogan's the man. Hogan's oh. the man right now. Wait until they hear about the NWO. <laughs> Wait until they hear about his opinions. They'll love him. <laughs> Ooh, boy, but, oh. man, it, it's getting almost tiresome but to watch Raw, though. running wild. Because <laughs> they're trying to preview three different shows on, mm-hmm. on Raw and SmackDown right now. It's yeah, like, dude. I just shut up and watch NXT. The, the match I'm most excited for is Trish Stratus, Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That should match. be fun in and, and the winner gets dreamed about uh, match. <laughs> <laughs> Loser gets dreamed about too just not as much uh, did you guys check the uh the nxt the last one they had with uh oh, it, was, it was magnificent like match quality wise oh. it was the best one R- ricochet and uh and Cole. pete and no pete oh, pete Dunn. Dunn. oh you're talking about the taping the, the pa- taping they just had yeah no that was a really good match that was great and adam cole came out there and it was beautiful yeah I th- love him. that was great I love Adam Cole too. I just, oh, he's the best. If he could only be a little taller, Vince would really like him. Yeah, they already compare him to Sean though. Sean does yeah, too. Yeah. Which and Sean Michaels is training him, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So the Sean cosine will help him. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. No, but that was a, an incredible match. And then, of course, I've been watching New Japan like crazy because I've got New Japan World. New Japan. Oh, is that their streaming thing? Yeah, yeah. it's well know. worth the one thousand yen. Uh, <laughs> is that what it is? It's like a thousand yen. It's like nine dollars. Oh, okay. But like I, I pay for it on my PayPal, so I get a yeah. notification. It's like your payment of nine hundred ninety nine yen has gone oh, through. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, balling. Just yeah. get to watch Kenny Omega just tear the place down. And yeah, yeah, it was always hard to keep up with New Japan in America. Cause I was always was, torrenting them, yeah, but then yeah. the, the American commentary was usually not on it or lackluster. Yeah. yeah. It's gotten really bad. Kevin Kelly, I didn't really like him back I've in never WWE. Liked Kevin Kelly. <laughs> He's better having a soaring and scoring. Yeah. <laughs> having a having a Don Callis there for his counters been Yeah, Don Callis really is helped. the most underrated color guy. Yeah. In a long time. I loved him and Joey together on ECW. That was, oh, that was great. It was gold for every sure. time they were together. For sure. But uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up because I have you guys here and again being big wrestling fans and uh, all the the political stuff and everything there had been floating around like the rock mentioned this on SNL with like Tom Hanks about 
maybe running for president. Like people, he's oh, yeah, like a betting yeah. favorite. Like he's on some of these services oh, as it. like a candidate. Yeah, and I think he would. He, here's what I was thinking: Can the Rock really become president? Yeah, like yeah. Don, Donald yes, Trump became president. Yeah. yeah, he sure can. Of course, the Rock can he's become the high president. He's the chief of Samoa. He's yeah, already yeah. a diplomat. Because <laughs> I'd actually have experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put some thought into this. I wanted to know what you guys thought. He's from Miami. He played at the U. So there's the the votes in Florida right there. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is something that so people from so many different walks of life like get behind. And now it's and so hipsterish as well. He knows how to get over and he knows how yeah. to play yeah. a crowd. For sure. I mean, you, you talk about... Uh, I, I was just thinking of the debates. Yeah, yeah dude, oh, he would lay it the smack at the same reason why Trump. I used to say if Jesse Ventura was ever able to get independent tickets, the debates would be so yeah. fun to watch. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he'd go up there and tear them apart. You know, it's like, yes, you know, what, what is your plan on immigration again? Well, it doesn't matter what yeah, your plan on immigration dude, is. He would get everyone together to you hate You don't have them. to say your plans anymore. You have to say the nicest things. Yeah. yeah, that's what you have to say. You just gotta be like, I just plan on loving everyone as much as possible, yeah. and everyone be like a president that talks about love. That's what we need, and he's, then you'd win. Yeah. He's half black, half Samoan. That's that multi multicultural. Yeah, you got yeah. that. He nails that everything that they. He's want. hitting all the check marks. Yeah, the he, Democratic he's, Party. He's responsible. He gets up early. He works out. For sure, man. He 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 works hard. He's done all sorts of different pageantries, mm-hmm. charities, all sorts of jazz. He's played football. He yeah. comes from a royal bloodline. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Rock should be president. <laughs> he strokes everything that makes him president. You talk about the bloodline. You know, everybody. It seems like a lot of the presidents in the past had like a family member that like was just kind of the black sheep of the family. Oh yeah, like he had like Obama's the, brother that he never mentioned. Yeah, the stoner oh. cousin for the Kennedys. Heck like, yeah, dude. <laughs> or uh, oh, yeah, Ted, or Ted Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, even uh, what, what? Billy Carter. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, Jimmy yeah. Carter's like oh, Bill Clinton's brother, who he uh, pardoned out of yeah. jail on his last day. Yeah. Did, didn't uh, didn't yeah. uh, like oh, Obama's cousin? Isn't he like a big Trump supporter or something so like, like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, then you know the Rock's got family like that. You know the one that nobody likes. You got Roman Reigns right there. <laughs> right. So Damn. see, he's got that down too. Yeah, and kids can't vote. So I mean, yeah. this is yeah. a waste. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but then I mean, just think of just the image of. The Rock standing next to Donald Trump. If you're running the debate, just like the just the figure. I mean, that's finally at that's fine. Well, fine. You know, Trump would be like, "Well, he may not want to believe it, but I've been in more real fights than he probably has." <laughs> Odds are, young Trump could take young Rocky. <laughs> oh man, it, it would just be really incredible just to do that. I think that's when the Matrix finally implodes on yeah. itself. Trump will be like, "I was just as successful in his role as he was in wrestling. I may have been at WrestleMania. I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's what Tell I'm me pres- what, he, what he's done that I haven't." That's exactly. Exactly where Trump's gonna go. I showed my parents. <laughs> I've had the number one show. I've been in movies. <laughs> Tell me something he's done. I haven't. <laughs> I showed my parents. I showed my parents the Battle of the Billionaires because I had just kind of mentioned it before. The hair versus yeah. hair match. It was the hair versus Vince McMahon had <laughs> Umaga. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, against uh, another Donald one Trump. of the Rock's family members. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Had against Donald oh, wow. Trump. Oh, had... that'd be so hilarious. Yeah, that's it. Is Your hilarious. cousin liked me more than you, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he represented me. He doesn't make me happy. No, no, Bobby Lashley was with, with oh, yeah, uh, Donald Trump. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Omaga was with right. Vince McMahon. That's right. <laughs> I defeated yeah. your blood before, Rock. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> Those of you He's don't dead know, now I yeah. beat him so bad. Everybody's seen like the the gif of Donald Trump like punching CNN. That's what that's from. Is yeah. it's yeah, Vince yeah. McMahon, you know, and, and then Donald Trump gets in there and helps shave Vince McMahon's head, and then mm-hmm. he takes a terrible stone cold stunner. Yeah. You know, was, oh, man. that's that's one of the reasons I said I wasn't going to vote for him because he couldn't take a stunner. Probably that's fair. trust that's him. Fair. You know, I sh- but I showed my parents this because they I told them about it before, but I've got the WWE Network, so I queued it up and showed them the whole match and. 
my mom said afterwards, she's like, well, why didn't the Clinton campaign just run this all the time? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I don't think anyone cared at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, I bought Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. They it. wrote that thinking people be turning the channel like, oh, someone else owns this? That's interesting. Like, no one goes to Dunkin' Donuts because someone else bought it. Like, oh, I can't wait to see the new napkins yeah. he comes up with. Like, well, it was a big deal because it, it was Donald and he's always been in the spotlight. But we talk about, you know, and I always, I talk about this all the time. We talk about all the terrible booking decisions the WWE's making, the, the Roman Reigns stuff. But meanwhile, stock is at, oh, dude, as they're of the this richest. taping, it's 90, it's I think an all-time high. It's at $94.05. Yeah. They're the richest they've ever this. been. They're making tons yeah. of money. They're doing all these super shows. They're making tons of more money. So yeah. they're going to do whatever. I mean, yeah. Vince got... Kids are ignorant little shells that will <laughs> do anything you tell them to if, yeah. you, if you program it right. They're a wrestling company that doesn't really care about wrestling yeah. Yeah, It's anymore. a children's show that yeah. is masked as a wrestling show right. but it's a children's show but it still has its moments and still has some of our favorite wrestlers so yeah. Yeah. and it's the highest i mean it's the most budget the biggest produced it's well, hopefully the billion dollar stuff. investment from fox may make them change their tune because fox will be like we want more of that attitude stuff yeah maybe because we'll yeah, we'll, they're giving them we'll prime time oh are they yeah prime time on fridays oh wow yeah. for smackdown a, and yep. that's a death oh. slot for most programming so yeah, yeah. they're gonna they're begging them probably to like hey yeah. oh we yeah. don't want you know Mm-hmm. AJ Styles saying he's here for sportsmanship anymore. <laughs> well, the reason they got those big contracts was because of Rousey and Lesnar and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Well, the, I think the reason, too, that they're moving it, um, well, what Fox is doing, putting it back on Friday, is and paying them all this money is because since Disney acquired all the Fox assets mm-hmm. and everything, I mean, they're going to go live sports. They're going to go. Oh, um, yeah. Because thir- I think Thursday night football's moving to Fox at the time. Oh. They're going to become ESPN. Thir- Thursday Disney night. owns ESPN. That's yeah. crazy because ESPN was going hard with WWE mm-hmm. for a while doing yep. that crossover stuff with Coach. Yeah. So. yeah. so they got Thursday NFL game. Then they got Friday, they're going to have SmackDown. And then they're going to have Saturday football, college football. And then they're going to have Sunday NFL football. So that's, they're going all in with the live sports. That's also interesting since Vince is starting the XFL and he's basically helping the NFL line up that week, those yeah. weekends. Yeah. <laughs> it's Maybe it's hilarious. a conspiracy. Maybe it is. Conspiracy. Well, it's a, it's a completely different company because he started Alpha Entertainment with his own money. Uh, yeah, he, did. <laughs> he sold stock to do it. I still say he so. should have went with MMA. That was dumb not to. He should have went with MMA. He's, he's, got, he's got all the talent already ha- already under contract, you know. Well, at the time, he could have got John Jones, but John Jones is being restated October 28th. Yep. I'm bringing some news. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> what do you think about that? It's okay. I mean, he'll fight and then fail another drug test again. And... Uh, yeah, we'll see, which is interesting because, like... Uh, Dana... Cormier's going to hate it. Cormier said he was going to retire after he fought Brock, but yep. it's like, John Jones is there. <laughs> Don't you want to lose again? Don't you want to lose again? <laughs> and then Brock showed up back on the WWE for this one... It's I think it's like a multi-million dollar paycheck they're handing him for the crown jewel event that they're doing. <laughs> wow. So, that's Saudi oil money buys a lot. Yeah, it does. And then two weekends, McGregor versus Khabib. I can't wait. I watched that whole press conference live. He was on so many drugs. Dude, he was was drunk and coked out for sure, but that's only why I love him. I learned from my Czechoslovakian soldiers, friends. (laughs) It's you, Dagestan. He's got glass jaws. I think he's gonna lose. So that's just, that's... I don't know, man. He's he's. I want McGregor to win because I love hype. the spectacle. And then yeah. also, uh, and too many people are not wanting him to lose. I want it to start becoming yeah. fun again. <laughs> we got another undefeated heavyweight title shot. Dante Wilder is gonna face uh, Tyson Fury at some point. I think in December. Oh, really? Too. I wanted so, to see yeah. the other well, fight he, more with the... Joshua. Yeah, yeah. And he should do that too. Joshua. But that's gonna be a good one too. Wilder Fury. Too. Those are all the ones I want to see. Is those three guys fight yeah. each other? Yeah, Joshua Wilder's so fun to watch. My favorite video Wilder is when there's that dude on. YouTube that would like jump people and he'd said he was a boxer and he would just oh, yeah, throw yeah. gloves at people and start viciously throwing at them 
And then uh, Wilder found out about it, and he did it to like someone Wilder knows, and then uh-huh. Wilder like scheduled a fight with him, and then just beat, beat you the face off down. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It's like when Kimbo Slice tried to become an MMA, a true MMA fighter. Yeah. Yeah. He got a couple wins. That he was did. funny. Yeah. Herschel Walker got a couple well, wins. No, dang right he did. And yeah. an Olympic bobselling medal. Well, to be fair, yeah, they were booking Strike Force like WWE sometimes. Oh yeah, so. yeah. they were tomato cans. But yeah, it, yeah. I mean, Batista had a win there. Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure, for sure. Stuff. But uh, put a bow on all this here. I appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, you want to plug? Uh, I know isn't there a Halfle show that's coming? We up? have a dude. live Halfle coming to you at seven o'clock at the Beard and Brickyard. Yeah. Seven's a loose time. It's a comedy show. If you've never been, just know. You got like a 15 minute window to get there around showtime. And especially with the half old boys. I yeah, mean, and it's an open mic beforehand. So who knows? Maybe we go early because we're trying to save this bar. But please show up because <laughs> we need all the support we can get. I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. I got permission yeah. from the wife. Heck nice. yes. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Please come support this bar and our live half yeah. But uh, Chase Dyer, Terry Show. Thank you guys. Terry Snow. Terry yeah. Show. I Terry talk. Show. The Terry Snow Show. Yeah. Terry Snow Show here. But uh, thank you guys for uh, being here and uh, doing no the show here. and Talking a little Georgia football, good to have you guys. It was great. It was great. Sure, uh, look forward to the game. I'll get plenty of uh, messages. Angry uh, after the message. I mean, after gonna, the game and you're allowed to message me, Chase Dart, Facebook. You can call the hotline uh, to 865-888-0109 <laughs> if you're a Vol fan and you don't like what I had to say. Your program's dead and it's going to be dead for at least five more years. Fight me about it. Call the hotline. I'll debate you on my show or this one. I don't care. <laughs> Do you think it's going to take a couple years to rebuild it? So I, after, I, especially I, after yeah. that game against Florida, it's I believe take in a Pruitt. While. I think I, I think, like Pruitt, but he's yeah. going to have to recruit. Give him time. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fulmer will give him time. He's got so. two rings to flash off, you know what I mean? But I'll, so. en- I'll enjoy the misery till then because you guys earned it. Not Shibley, but uh, yeah. like half my phone. So, <laughs> look, yeah. I-, I want you guys to do well because... Yeah, the economy does well. It makes us look well if we beat you. But so. if you're sadder than I am, that makes me feel better too. <laughs> yeah. It's all that matters. All Go right. dog sick em. Well, <laughs> yeah, for Chase Dyer, for Terry Snow, yep. I'm Michael Shibley. This has been Modern Day Gladiators. Go Vols. Too sweet. I will see you guys yeah. next time. Love you guys. Woo. Bye. Bullet Club is okay.